My name's Tony. Uh, I uh, have the privilege of serving as pastor here at Wellspring. If you're new or visiting or checking us out, we're glad to have you this morning. It's fun to see you all. It's fun to see uh, kiddos. It's fun to see teens. It's fun to see adults. Every so often, about once a quarter, we do a service that is geared towards recognizing that this isn't the church of adults, right? This is a church of God's family that includes people that are this big and this big uh, and everywhere. Yeah, that size too. Thank you, Josiah, who wants to contribute. And uh, so that's what we do. Once a quarter, we take some time just to say, hey, this is God's family. And his church is for the five-year-old, the two-year-old, the 82-year-old, and everywhere in between. Uh, so we're going to just take time this morning just to recognize that fact, sort of mark it uh, by doing a service where we're all going to be here and participate together. What we're going to do this morning is we're going to take a brief break today from the Gospel of John. So if you've been with us, we've been traveling through the Gospel of John, and today we're going to talk about worship. Maybe, is there a kid in here who wants to shout out what you think worship is? Oh yeah, great. Boom, I knew that was going to happen. There's a lot of people. Get initial excitement. Anyone, anyone have an idea? They want to shout it out? God is the best. Yep. Actually, you're very close. We'll get to it in a minute. Yeah, so one of the things I thought sort of growing up is that worship was about singing songs, right? We were just worshiping, right? I think that's true, right? We're, worship is about singing songs. But I also remember growing up, you know, maybe like you guys, some of you in this room, I sang songs, but it wasn't really worship. I actually remember the first time I worshiped God. So I didn't you know, I had this profound experience of God when I was in college. I was studying one of the books about Jesus in the New Testament, the Gospel of Mark. And as I was reading it, uh, I just realized I sort of had this profound experience of God's presence. And in that moment, I realized that God's love was profound, his kindness, his mercy. And after that experience, about 10 minutes later, we went into a gathering like this and sang some songs. And it was the first time in singing a song that I truly worshiped Jesus. I actually remember one of the songs we sang. It was out of Psalm 84. It says, better is one day in your house than a thousand elsewhere. And in that moment, I realized, oh, this is true. It wasn't just words. I had had this experience with God and I realized, I want to spend one moment with you, God, more than any other amount of time I could spend anywhere else. And I worshiped God in that moment. Jesus talks about this sort of distinction between worshiping with our words and worship more general in uh, Matthew 15. He's talking to these religious folks who sing the right songs, they say the right words, and this is what he says to them. He says, this people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In vain do they worship me. Right, Jesus is talking about our heart matters. What it, what's going on in us matters as much as what we say and what we do. So what is worship? So worship actually comes from the English word, uh, English sort of origins of uh, worth-ship. It means to ascribe worth to someone or something. So worship is about ascribing knowing God, recognizing him, and honoring him, and that is worship. John Piper has this definition I think is pretty good. We worship God authentically, when we know him truly and treasure him duly. Kind of a fun little rhyme there. 
The word worship refers to that valuing, that inner valuing, becoming visible in the world. Right? So worship can happen when we do the dishes, when we change diapers. Worship can happen when you clean up your room, even there, even there. You know, it can happen when we check email, it can check it when we're driving to work. Worship is about this internal experience of seeing, knowing, valuing, and treasuring God that then becomes visible in the world. Now, in the New Testament, we see two primary ways that this sort of internal reality becomes external. One, we worship God uh, through what we say and what we sing. Right? You'll see it all the time that our words matter, right? We just worshiped God. We said things like, his grace runs deep. Jesus, the name above every other name, right? Worth all the praise we could ever sing, right? That's describing value, recognizing God for who he is with our words, right? That's a way of worshiping. But it's not just that, right? One of the songs we sang, uh, Build Your Life, that last one, said also this line. It says, uh, and lead me to love those around me. Right? Worship isn't just about what we say and what we sing, but how we live our lives, how we follow Jesus and take him as the model we follow to model our lives after, right? That he is the way that informs the way we live. We try and imitate him. Is it going to roll down? That's like one of my favorite dynamics of this, this uh, setup is if someone drops something, it comes to me. It's like, oh, I took it. You lost it for the service. It's mine. Hebrews uh, thirteen fifteen says this. Through him, let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God that is the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. Do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. Right? In Hebrews 13, or Hebrews 13, we see this combination of worship, sacrifice as something that flows out of the mouth, and worship, sacrifice, something that flows into sharing what we have and loving people around us. So this weekend, who here has ever done a lemonade stand? How about the kids? Any kids ever try to do a lemonade stand? Oh, yeah, you have? I'm going to share a story about you in a second. Yeah, so Josiah and Claire, we went to uh, my grandmother's house in Santa Cruz yesterday to celebrate her birthday. And she has a bear lime tree in the back. Uh, and if you like bear limes, my mother was very kind to donate them to the kids' entrepreneurial passion. So they start making lemonade. They bring it out front, they have signs, they have the whole thing, right? And like always, they make a killing. So they bring in, I don't know, 10, 15 bucks or whatever. And one of the cool things that happens at this moment is like they've come in to the house and they've said, oh, we love you, Nana. We're glad, you know, we're so glad to see you, Nana. And those words, they affect my mom. She loves hearing those words. But what they did next brought as much or even more joy to her. They sort of conspired behind one of the vehicles and my mom could hear them. I didn't know if you guys know that, sorry. I just ruined it for them. Um, She could hear them and she heard them saying, you know what, let's take this money we just made and go to the dollar store and buy Nana some gifts. 
And it was, they came back, you know, and they mostly just got these dollar store balloons, right? And it was this, this moment where they had said words that affirmed their relationship with their Nana. And then they took this money they bought and they bought stuff for themselves and they took some of it and they spent some of it on Nana. And Nana, through that, both their words and their actions, actually it brought pleasure to her. It affirmed her relationship with them. Right, in Hebrews 13, it says this, right at the very end, it says, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. Right? Worship is that experience of word. It's the internal reality that translates into words that leads to a transformed life and actions. And just as it brought my kids closer to Nana, worship brings us closer to God. It pleases the heart of God. Again, John Piper writes this, So through Christ, two things become worshipful sacrifice in our life. The fruit of lips that acknowledge his name, that is worship services and singing, praying, repenting, confessing. And secondly, the fruit of deeds. Do not neglect neglect to do good. Share what you have. Such sacrifices are pleasing to God. Worship is an internal reality, a connection, seeing God for who he is and honoring him from that place, right? That's me going from singing songs to actually having that space of, God, better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. It's an internal reality that manifests in words. We sing, we repent, we confess, we encourage one another, right? There's worshipful words. And it also leads to transformed lives, how we live, how we use our money, how we spend our time. Now, you might be wondering, like, so why today? Why are we talking about this today? Well, great question. I'm glad you asked it. First, we just sang some songs of worship, right? What we're going to do for the rest of our time together, and this is a little different if you're new or visiting. This is, if you love it, we do this all the time. If you hate it, we don't do it very often. And what we're going to do for the the second half of our time together is we're going to actually try and love those around us. And we're going to do it as a whole congregation, as a family Five-year-olds to 85-year-olds together trying to embody God's love. I'm going to invite Jeannie up to share briefly about what we are going to do. Jeannie is my wife. Yeah, there you go. Hi, good morning. Um, So I'm just really excited because this is such an awesome opportunity for us to use our hands and our feet on a Sunday morning to bless the world around us. So um, how many of you like to draw Raise your hand. How many of you like to write letters? Raise your hand. How many of you like, don't like any of those things but can put things in a bag? Raise your hand. There we go. Okay. And how many of you don't mind getting dirty? Oh, there we go. Okay. Well, then hopefully we have something for everyone. Well, so this morning there's four different places that you have the opportunity to work with your family. Um, the first one is going to be an organization that we as a church support called I Help, and this is an outreach to the homeless here in Monterey County where we as a church welcome them in a couple times a month where the homeless gentlemen get to sleep here, and then we serve them dinner as well as send them off with a lunch the next day. And um, there's a room as you go out those doors where you'll be able to make a placemat. So there is a place for them um, to sit and know that's there and a place for you to decorate a lunch bag for them with encouraging words. Um, 
There's also upstairs, you'll see when you go up this way, there'll be signs directing you. Um, there's an organization called Project Frontlines, and that supports our military troops around the world. And we have adopted a troop of 360 men and women who are serving our country who can use a kind word, who can use an encouragement, who can use a picture from a kid that will remind them that they're not alone, that what they're doing is important, and who may not have family supporting them. Um, and the third project is called Together We Rise, and this is one that God just keeps pulling on my heartstrings. There are over 600 children that um, are without homes and without families. Sorry, I can't say it without tearing up, who, um, when faced with a crisis, are sometimes just given a garbage bag and um, told to put their belongings in and taken away from their families. And so we, as a body today, have an opportunity to make bags for these children and stuff them with things like blankets and stuffed animals and encouraging words. And so if that is something that is interesting to you, there's a room upstairs, and it's called Foster Family Support. And if all of those things are just kind of not sure what to do with, there's our great church that always is in need of some extra love and attention, and especially ways that we can support the next generation of youth um, We need some painting done in our youth rooms and some other projects. So if that is something you don't mind getting a little dirty or you're very meticulous and you can do it without getting dirty, even better, um, you're going to meet Hanson in the back. He'll hold up a sign that says Wellspring. So basically what we're going to do for the next probably half an hour to 40 minutes is you are going to stand up, not right now, You're going to stand up, walk to one of these places, and sit for about 15, 20 minutes at one of the stations. There's letter prompts for you if you have no idea what to say. I gave you some words to help you start, just because that can be challenging. And then I would just encourage you, after 20 minutes, if you're not feeling that, you're not sure, you're ready to move on, then move to another room and try that one on. That way other people can cycle in and out. Um, Yeah, I'm just going to say a prayer for us. Did you have clarify one thing? Obviously. So Hanson is right there. So Hanson is right there. So if you want to paint, Hanson will stand by those doors. So it would really be awesome if we had like six to eight people that were willing to go do that. Uh, Other than that, all the other people will go through those doors and people will guide them to whatever room you want to go to. Um, I think that was it. And we'll join back together when you hear the worship team with music. So that's your cue. Like, oh, we're going to worship together. One last song, and then we'll send off. At 1120, we'll gather right here so we can do that one last song, have a couple announcements, and go from there. Got it. Cool. All right, well, let me pray for us, and then I'll send us out. God, we thank you. We thank you that we have the opportunity to be your hands and feet and to say thank you and to worship you. For you are a God who loves us all in our encouraging times and our discouraged times. So, Lord, I have just been praying so much that the words that we write, that the letters, the pictures would be a blessing in this world and would be a blessing to you. And pray that you would just guide us in this next time to do that. I pray this, Jesus, in your powerful name. Amen. So if everyone can stand up, it makes it easier to go, and then just head on to whichever, if you're not doing Hanson's Project, head out those doors.